electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Fast Money does kick off right now, and we are live from the NASDAQ market site. I am Brian Sullivan. I'm in for Melissa Lee, and your traders on the desk tonight are Tim Seymour, Brian Kelly, Dan Nathan, and Guy Adami. Tonight, D.C. chaos hitting a favor pitch. The government shutdown is over temporarily. 800,000 federal workers will get paid for the first time in a month. But the drama may actually just be getting started. We'll tell you what it might all mean for your markets and money. That's ahead, but first, we've got to begin with Earnings 13, you, you heard me right. It's like the movie Ocean's 13, except less Clooney, more Adami. Mm. That's a good trade. I'd trade it, not fade that. Yeah, it's Earnings no 13, because there are 13 Dow stocks reporting earnings next week. Companies ranging from Apple to Boeing to Exxon to Pfizer. So should you be trading these lucky 13 or maybe fading them, these mega cap stocks into earnings? And what does it mean for the broader market, Guy Adami? George Clooney, we begin with you. Apple stock up Uncanny, 7%. Uncanny I mean, resemblance. Very yeah, uncanny. Right. I mean, both Welcome, have the Brian. Gray hair. Big By on Lake way, Como. I, that, that's a brilliant lead for the show. really is genius. I had nothing to do with it, but thank you. No, I'm just... Apple up 7% in the out. past month. Earnings well, next week. There's going to be a lot of const, consternation on the back of this, but I will say you fade Apple into earnings. And cut. That's like that graph. Oh, there, I thought they were saying you're wrong. No, that, I was no, like, how are they judging guy dummy? That's the faded symbol. Right. I'll, I'll give you the reasons why. On January 2nd, thank you. On Fade January 2nd, when Apple gave their miserable guidance, the stock closed at basically 157.92. Traded down to 142.5. It is now round tripped. We're right back where we started. But quite frankly, the data hasn't gotten any better. In some regards, it's gotten worse. So I'm not sure what they're going to report on the 29th, but I think the stock has gotten the benefit of a stock market that's rallied. Probably an oversold condition. See, I think you faded into earnings. See, I, I, I trade it, and I trade it because everything that has happened to Apple, um, the rest of the market has actually overcome. So if you think about Apple being a, at least an indictment on growth around the world, certainly growth in terms of the, the semiconductor equipment and, and really U.S. growth, and, and yet the rest of the market has come to terms with a Fed that is very much on hold, that probably we priced recession in. Well, we may be slowing, but we're still 2.5% in this GDP. Apple has been under, certainly under supported at these levels, at these fundamentals, and at this valuation, it's very yeah, attractive. So, so I just want to make one point, though, that, you know, this is how the year started out with their pre-announcement, right, on January 2nd, after the stock had already been murdered over the last few months. And I would just say, I don't think you have to trade it or fade it here. I think you wait and see what they say on the call. That's because not the game, that's, though, Dan. See, that's well, yeah, a no, different game. I'm, I'm kind of getting right in the middle. I'm like trade, Damon's I mean, character in the Ocean's You just turned 13. in, you yeah. turned in shoots and ladders I'm the into candy no, But here's the, thing. Can't do that. here's the thing. I, I think this is a really important like thought process as you think about next week and all of these earnings after we've had such a big run on some of these ones that are pretty controversial maybe you don't have to trade it in front of maybe you don't have to step in front of it because you know Tim Cook has already done this tour he did a media tour after the results or whatever it's a lot of information out so to me I think the risk yeah. is to the downside so well I mean I actually I have to agree with Dan on this one like you know this game is all about risk reward not the game traded or faded but the actual game we play every day now, there's trading a game called risk is too actually. well yeah all right there's all That's kinds no of games you can play out no. 
bottom line is, this to me is just a no-touch out there. I mean, we don't know what he's going to say. We know that the news in China hasn't gotten better. We know that the loss has been Hold on, BK, BK, hold on, Tim. What's the most important thing Tim Cook has to say? He has to say that there's some growth out there. He has to give us some kind of... Everybody freaked out about the China story a couple weeks ago. Can we forget that the previous three quarters ago... They had the best growth ever in China. Well, not only that, yeah, but, we're, we're but that doesn't mean it's going to come back. No, but the China's point got is, worse every, since then. it took it took about That's, the market about 180 days to go from China's red hot to China's dead. Not only that, I mean, li- listen to Nike, listen to some of these other companies. We act like, you know, who sunk my battleship, by the oh. way, was also another great game. <laughs> and in Apple's case, do you really think Tim Cook, who had a chance to guide before numbers and basically gave us a lot of bad news, is going to have screwed up again by coming in with completely, you know, having missed these numbers? No, but by uh, the same token, the idea that he would change his tune pretty dramatically in four weeks is probably not a great bet either. So to me, what I'm just saying is, it's like, digest the news. Yeah. See right. where it goes. It's Listen, still down 30% percent yeah. it's all time high. Important stocks will go a little bit long in this. Is there kind of a Huawei effect with Apple, where maybe there was sort of a, a rebellion against U.S. products in China because of what happened with the Huawei CFO being, I wonder, no, I'm not saying ignore the quarter. No, Jim Cramer's But is there sort of an well? asterisk on the quarter? On the, on, the, on the guidance or this quarter coming up? On the, on, the, on, the, on the 90 days prior to this. Does Apple get a little bit of a pass no matter what happens because there was a bunch of other things happening? Fair. I mean, I think that's a fair point. Roger Maris has an asterisk. Why shouldn't Apple have an asterisk? But in my opinion, Maris still has the record and Apple's still Apple. But with that said, I don't think there's not a lot they can say, in my opinion. Bobby Bonds has an asterisk, too. As says Sammy Sosa. Uh, as with Barry, also Barry. Me, Barry. <laughs> Bobby Bonds, I mean, he did okay. Bobby Bonds my point is this. Great, I think you've, had, you've run from He's 142 no and a half back to 158 where this whole thing started. I say faded. Move to the All next All right, now slide. from phones to planes, Boeing up 23% in the past month. Let's go now to Ted Seymour. <laughs> sure, you can call me Ted. That's okay, Billy. Bottom line here is you have a company that has recently given you guidance on the 737 MAX deliveries, which are much better than expected. By the way, that was the one plane that people worried about China. Looks like China's still in there buying. Most importantly, of all the companies that are going to report, if there's a company that's been most uh, uh, predictable in terms of their free cash flow and their ability to generate EPS growth, it's Boeing. By the way, at 365 to 375, major breakout level. So maybe you, fit, maybe you miss it on this one, but I think ultimately this stock is actually set to break. So higher. that's that, trade that price level is what concerns me because I would fade it here against that 370, 375 level. We've had a tremendous run. Benefit of the stock market rally here. Why not take a little bit off the table and then just wait and see? I, I don't think you need to be really aggressive with Boeing here, particularly when all their growth or not, most of their growth is coming from emerging markets. Exactly. And that's what you if need to be worried about. Worried, if we're worried, Dan, about iPhone sales yeah. in China. Shouldn't yeah. we be a lot more worried about $200 million so, airplanes? So let me tell you, and I know we're going to talk about this uh, in the next block, I think what happened today in Washington, the, the president caving the way he did, is actually going to empower the Chinese. I don't think we're going to see a deal anytime soon. I think that they realize that this guy is on the political ropes here, and why would you why, why would you uh, strike a deal that they want to strike right now? The companies like Boeing, I think, are right in the crosshairs of that trade. All right, well, planes need fuel. Fuel mm. requires oil. Exxon, up 9% in the past month. Brian Kelly, trade it or fade the XOP? 
So in this game, I'm a fader of this. XOM. I'm a fader of this as well. And primarily, this is more of a view on oil than necessarily on Exxon. But they do trade in lockstep. And if you look at crude oil, somewhere around $55 seems to be major, major resistance. We've had this bounce off. And despite what happened in D.C. today, we still have a slowing global economy, which should not be so great for oil. So I am a fader of ExxonMobil. Even though it's down 18% in the past year and oil prices but, but have it's stabilized not, you know, We just said it's up so much, right? So it's, if it's up yeah, but myself, over the past Last year, it's still well down okay. in oil price. Anybody? I'll well, trade right with oil. Though. I'm going to go right uh, to trade it because I like to hear the little ding dong bell because that's better than that buzzer thing. So, well, by the way, can the we, it's not my show. I'm just keeping Mel oh, warm. Show they got to change the graphics because it makes it so the sounds. It makes it sound like if you buzz it, it's wrong. Uh-huh. To your point, right? Exactly. It's just that's your what confused me. Change the sound. See, fade me. Right. Well, in this case, he is wrong. So, anyway, keep going. going. The price is right. Listen, in the summer of 2014, ExxonMobil was a $105 stock, and it sold off. You had a subsequent bounce. You've had four or five of those moves over the course of the last four years. I understand what Brian is saying. This isn't a downtrend. However, you've seen this stock bounce. I happen to think it will bounce after earnings, I think there's a very good chance you see a trade up to 78 bucks. at which time you can fade it, Brian. I hope you're having a nice conversation with whomever you're having a conversation with. But that, my friend, is why I would trade ExxonMobil. Conversation's always right in here. Yeah, no, I, I could see you. The wheels were Voices spinning. Voices in your head. Anyway. All right. Too much of another kind of oil, and you might need Lipitor for cholesterol. <laughs> that brings us now to Pfizer. I tried to make the transition. I failed. Dan Nathan, trade or fade? You know, I think you trade this one into earnings, and I'll tell you why. This stock broke out above 40 uh, in the summer, around August, and it it broke out of a three-year range here, and there was just a lot of valuation support. There was a lot of excitement about, um, you know, a few different drugs. I think it sold off in sympathy with, like, Bristol, that bad uh, data that they recently got. But to me, this is kind of best of breed. It's a really cheap stock. It's trading at the low end of that few-month range that it's been in right here. So I think you trade this one with poor sentiment down 7% of the year into the earnings. I mean, that, that's the point, right? There's just such great risk-reward here. It's right on the 200-day moving average. You know that $40 is your support level, which also can be your stop-out level. So I can risk $0.64 cents to see if this thing goes higher. I'll do that all day long until so, Sunday. I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to trade it, and, and it's the exact same argument that I, that I make for the market. The reason Pfizer was outperforming is because we were in a nine-month period where there's volatility. It was a predictable balance sheet. It's a company that actually is paying you a nice dividend. That's why it was outperforming. Remember, this stock did nothing for the previous three years, largely. Remember so this? I actually think in this market, again, that's sideways with a Fed you're next double week. Trading tell you this nothing. Thing, huh? I'm trading it again. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you're going to buy it and then once you buy it again. Yeah. I'll trade yeah. you guys. I'll out trade y'all. I'm going to show the Joker's Wild. Yeah. Great game, by the Great game. And a triple. And a triple. Well, we are about to have rarely seen and a quadruple because you're traded, Brian. Tim's. I'm a trader as well. So Joker, 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 and the quadruple. I traded in earnings. I do think it sold off on the back of Bristol. I think that was wrong. Hold on a second, buddy. It's not a quadruple. It's a triple. I'm actually fading that stock. You said trade it. Well, then this game's confusing. Now I'm now acting like you because the bottom line is my point is that Pfizer has rallied in the face of a weak market. If the market has found its footing, this is a fade. It's like that right to check. It's like that right to check game on Prices Right. Nobody can figure yeah. it out. That's the, I'm right I'm the difference. You know, anyway, no by the way, nobody that. can do the triple Lindy. It's the most dangerous dive it is, ever invented. Yeah, it all right. right. Why not? Let's have a bonus round because of all the stocks that we just talked about. Do you know which has made the most money? McDonald's. The last six months, it's up 15%, well outperforming Apple and the others. In fact, Mickey D's up 8% in one month. 
trade it or fade it? Anybody? Trade throw it. it out there. Trade, trade it. it. Trade it. Trade it. Trade it. Trade it. Wait, whoa. Fade it and fade it again. Wait, wait. What do we have? Trade. Fade. Trade. Fade. Tim? Absolutely trade this thing. I'm Three to one. Why? Are you sure about that? Why are you the outliers? Sure why are you the whopper, not the big guy? Again, this comes back to I am, you I call am him? the whopper. He called me the whopper. That's, That's not, actually kind of funny. It's a Kid and Play song yes. reference, Tim. Sure it is. People don't know who Kid and Play is at home. but yeah. Great hair on Kid and Fantastic. Play, by the way. Was that Kid or Play? Nonetheless. Who had it? Kid or Play? Yep. <laughs> That's right. Kid or Play had it. All right, uh, McDonald's, you fade it. You fade McDonald's, yes. three against Too one. Too much of a rally. Let's play the buzzer for BK. No. On his lack of no, knowledge. They're going to hip-hop artists. It. All right, we yeah, are yeah. just getting started. As you sit in traffic, it is not just big Dow stocks reporting earnings next week. You've got tech leviathans, mammoths. Facebook and Amazon, they're on deck as well. And the traders think one will be a winner, while the other could get left in the dust. They will explain why. Plus, a wild day in Washington. The shutdown is over temporarily, but don't get complacent. The drama in D.C. may just be getting started. We'll let you know what it means for the market and what Wall Street may be most worried about, as always. Live from Times Square in New York, an urban splendor. We're back right after this. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. All right, welcome back to Fast Money. Really was a crazy and a wild day in D.C., but it was a good one for 800,000 furloughed federal workers who will finally get paid after a month. We do have a deal to end the government shutdown, at least temporarily. Let's get now to Eamon Javers, who is live at the White House, with more on this story. Eamon. Yeah, Brian, a tough day for the president politically today. The morning began with a pre-dawn raid by the FBI, arrest and indictment of one of the president's closest former political advisors, uh, and then later in the day ended with the president walking back from his pledge to secure funding for a border wall and any continuing resolution bill. Ultimately, White House aides conceding that the bill that's passed uh, the House and the Senate uh, as of this afternoon does not include any funding for a border wall despite the president's demands. Here's how the president discussed the border wall in the Rose Garden this afternoon, a striking change of tone from his rhetoric on the campaign trail and in days leading up to this decision today. We do not need 2,000 miles of concrete wall from sea to shiny sea. We never did. We never proposed that. We never wanted that because we have barriers at the border where natural structures are as good as anything that we can build. So the president insisting there that he doesn't need a full uh, border wall across the entire border in some places. The natural barriers, canyons, mountains and the like uh, will be enough to deter uh, any uh, migrants from coming across the border. Now, where does that leave us? We've got a three week deal here that goes until February the 15th. It's what they call a clean continuing resolution. Negotiations are going to continue on a border wall. Uh, two White House aides told me and a small group of reporters this afternoon that they have received assurances from Democrats that they are prepared to vote for border wall funding in the wake of the government reopening. But the, the White House officials here would not identify 
any Democrats who've made such a promise. So we'll wait and see whether that's in fact the case or not. Uh, but ultimately, a big political climb down for the president on the border wall and on a day where his political advisor, former political advisor, Roger Stone, uh, was raided and arrested by the FBI. Eamon, can I ask you a mechanical, I don't want to put you on the sure. spot, but I know it's been a busy Go day, ahead. a mechanical question that's important to about 800,000 families. Today was supposed to be the payday for the federal workers. Obviously, that passed. Do we have any idea about the mechanics of when they will get paid? Can they run a special payroll this weekend or next week? Or will they have really to wait two more weeks to then get three pay periods back? You know, the White House is not offering any answers on that right now. A White House official told me that uh, they believe that within four or five days, uh, the federal workers will get paychecks. But the official did not know if those paychecks would just be the current pay period or whether that would include all of the back pay. Uh, and the official didn't know whether the weekend days count in that four or five days. So not clear at all when those uh, workers will get paid, but they should get a check of some kind next week. Also not clear uh, when all the national parks and the rest of the government uh, that's been shut down will reopen. Uh, no word from the White House on, on any of that just yet as well. All right, Eamon Jabbers. Eamon, thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right, guys, what do you think? Is there any kind of, listen, it's a big deal for the 800,000 furloughed federal workers who are going to get paid eventually. They're going to get most of that back. Contractors, though, they lost money. The hotels, people probably won't come back. Restaurants, Restaurants. You, don't, you don't get that income back. You know, you don't go re-eat. Is there kind of an economic <laughs> trade or story around the reopening of the government? I just think for volatility, we now have, in the next month, we have two deadlines that we rush up against these deadlines. We have February 15th, again, to see if there's going to be another shutdown. And then we have this March 1st deadline. So to me, I, I just think, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, with the, uh, the trade. trade the, the, oh, we also trade. have the debt ceiling well, coming I, up in so, March. So, so we have all these manufactured deadlines. For markets, they just don't like that. It just creates a lot of uncertainty. So to I know me, it's, not I option, it's not options action well, yet. It will be. <laughs> so do you buy the VIX, though? Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, vol's kind of low right here. I mean, I got, the market told you. The market told you today that this really isn't going to have much of an impact. We were up 200 points on the Dow or so. This news came out. Nothing happened, right? So this is just one minor thing. Uh, to Dan's point, we still have m many other things to be concerned about and many other potholes out there. Yeah, but I, you know, first of all, I think the most important thing for the market today was not. First of all, the market didn't rally on this news of actually a reprieve and maybe getting a deal done, maybe not. By the way, as a guy that almost didn't make a flight back, didn't make a flight back to Laguardia and if not for the grace of some friends, got me back to New York. Um, it is creating problems in this country, but the bottom line here is the most important thing is the Federal Reserve. The market rallied today on the back of the balance sheet of the Fed mm -hmm. not being $50 billion a month. Let's be clear. The government shutdown is a terrible disgrace, I think, to our country and to the people that are out of work. But that is not but for our viewers, the, 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 the Federal not Reserve a, balance sheet is more important absolutely. than the shutdown. All right. For more of the D.C. drama and what it means to you, your money, and the market, head over to CNBC.com. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, and here's what else is coming up. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! That's how all of Wall Street is feeling ahead of a number of key tech earnings next week. But don't be scared. The traders would tell you the one name they think will be the big winner. Plus... Can I get a cannabis triple bente? Hmm, maybe not. But you won't believe what the CEO of Starbucks just said about the cannabis craze. There's much more Fast Money right after this. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. 
Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Can I get a cannabis triple bente? Well, you know, Jim, you can't get a cannabis triple vente today. And certainly, uh, but, you know, we're well aware of what's happening around CBD, THC, and, and all the trends in the industry. But, you know, we're staying focused on the beverage innovation that we're driving. And right now, it's all about nitro. All right, that was Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson speaking with, of course, Jim Cramer on the network earlier today about the budding trend of cannabis-infused consumer products. The craze really continuing. Piper Jaffrey seeing more upside for canopy growth, raising their price target to 60 from 40. That set the stock up nearly 10% higher to 48.48. But the rally has been flowering all year with canopy over 80%. Kronos up 55%. Aurora Cannabis and Afria are both higher than they were last year, up 20%. So let's be blunt. Mm. Can investors... I see what you did there. Buy these stocks... Or will they go up and smoke? Tim Seymour, wow. you're the I'm, pot expert. You know, the, yes, and there's, there's a lot of puns. And despite the puns, uh, Canopy has got the pole position in the industry for a lot of different reasons. However, the upgrade by Piper today is after the stock before today's move was up about 83%. Interesting also that they're moving their, their multiple from 11 times EV to sales to 18 times, when frankly, valuations for the entire industry are coming down. If you look at the publicly traded markets year over year, while the industry's gone through amazing, amazing growth, headlines, legislation, et cetera, valuations are coming down. So um, I think Canopy is a great company. I think it's a name you can actually go out there and own because of their balance sheet, because of their diversified exposure. I'm puzzled by how people are doing valuations at this time of the market. This stock's now up 93% valuations with a 90-day SRSI. Do valuations matter, or this is the railroad sector in 1890? You know what? Valuations do matter, and, and ultimately, valuations always matter. Now, we, we realize that people are buying a gold rush, and they're buying gold. Like, look, Piper said the market anywhere short term is 15 to 50 billion, and it could be 500 billion. People, um, and by the way, I, I agree with the excitement. You know I do. But I, I think on valuations, it does matter. And I think a lot of people are holding stuff right now that may never trade that high. GW Pharma is a place, at least I somewhat understand. I mean, Tim's the axe in the space. But GW Pharma makes sense. J.P. Morgan initiated a couple weeks ago, beginning of the month, 135 price target. They reported beginning of February. They just filed a mixed shelf uh, for an indeterminate amount. We'll see what happens with that. But if you're looking for somebody to sort of establish in the space, without a ridiculous valuation, it's GWPH. GWPH. Anybody have an opinion on the space? Well, on the space in general, I think everybody should have a little piece of it. If it is the railroad sector in the 1890s or if it is the but next does that mean you got to buy them store? all because you don't know in 20 well, years listen, who's going to exist, Well, listen, if you're an expert right? like Tim, great. Then go for it and, and, and dig up, dig them hard. If you're not an expert, then just buy a whole, like, you know, whole basket of or, them. Or there. buy none of them. I mean, let, let's be frank. These things are moving the way they're moving because there's massive scarcity value. There's massive uncertainty. There's massive. This is the big market. And if anyone wants to put a total addressable market of $500 billion, seller. I, I would just say that the basket of four or five of the big multi-caps is not a bad way to do it, but I agree with you, Danny. I mean, you, you also don't need to buy them right now. Yeah. Guy, if you partake and then have a Starbucks, does it balance out? 
I've never smoked in my life, Brian, and we're light on time. So I'd final trade. All right, it's time now for the final trade. Let's go around the horn, Tim. So I had a little trouble trading it or fade it. No problem with this one. I'm going to trade Boeing. I think their numbers are going to be solid, and I think the company is first class. BK. You know, a couple weeks ago, people were buying steel stocks because they thought a big wall was going to be built. Doesn't look like it might be built right away, so you sell SLX. Uh, Facebook, stick around. We're cautiously optimistic. Stick around. Stick Interesting. Around. Well, the OA. Nice piece. Brian, thanks nice for piece. hosting. It's always a pleasure. Big OA coming up. And Brian knows this. The other Brian. Yeah. Gold, funny things going on. Newmont Mining. I like that done. call. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That deal they made recently. Well, yeah. just gold in general. Brian Barrett. Big right. show coming that up. That does it for us. See you back. Show. Your options action is next. Big show coming up. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.